We're doing our year-end wrap-up of Long Tones. The wrap party. I can't believe, uh, you know, this idea that we had has become a thing. People actually listen, which is what baffles me. You know, somebody came in the other day and was like, yeah, I really like Long Tones. It's great. I love seeing you guys on there and listening to what you guys have to say and your guests. And I was just like, wow, that's that's really cool, you know, that, that somebody and people are out there listening to it. Like, I think I it's mean, been just- a good year. It's been a good year. I mean, there's a lot of lot of podcasts out there. And there are a lot of really good ones too. So, you know, nice to hear that people are listening to your hot takes on things. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we've we've had a lot of a lot of stuff going on this year besides long tones. So I know with here in my shop and my store in New York and in you in Boston, um, it's just been, you know, kind of a, a crazy Yeah, it's been an interesting year there have been some challenges that we've had to kind of and you know i've talked about this kind of ad nauseum you know but that's the advantage i guess to being a smaller business is that you can pivot quicker and kind of just roll with the yeah. punches yeah re reshift and kind of uh re-evolve based on the climate so to speak totally so that that being said, what do you what do you think of the brass scene this year? Well, as it relates to there, I guess there are a couple different ways we can go about it. We look at it like from the perspective of manufacturer relations and output. Um, there's been some interesting stuff going on there. I mean, I think all of the major manufacturers are feeling it a little bit. Yeah, and are kind of behind to say the least. Um, it's changed the way that I think uh, some of us have strategized our ordering, um, whether that's when we order or what we order or how we order. Yeah. I mean, that's been kind of a pain point in some respects, for, but also an advantage point if you had thought ahead, you know. Sure. Uh, there are certain sea trumpets out there that are very popular that are just hard to get and having had them on order for over a year, we finally seen them come through and, and making it uh, much easier to um, get them in the hands of customers. And they don't usually yeah. last long when they're here. Yeah. And I know you, you're in the same boat there too. Same um, situation. Yeah. yeah. Same situation. Um, you know, some trends coming down from players though, there are some interesting things happening. You know, I see a lot of, I see a lot of it in the trombone world right now. Ooh. I'm seeing kind of a move to more compact, efficient gear. From we're talking symphonic players, basically. Yeah. You know, we're going away from the the bigger is better concept and kind of making things a little bit more refined and efficient. I've noticed that as a trend overall too, is is people going towards more efficient setups. Even in the trumpet world, um, you know, and with some manufacturers uh, mm. who've come out with some new products where they're you know, more efficient, kind of totally redesign things instead of being, let's make it bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to, you know, really trim back a little bit on the efficiency and, and how people play to change the new approach. Even, even in the jazz world too, you know, I see where I see, used to see people with like really big horns, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get that dark airy sound with big stuff. There's, some makers and companies making stuff that you don't need huge anymore to still get that same sound. I think a lot of that, and maybe you've seen this too, 
is we're not just taking blind recommendations from people saying, well, this works for me, so it should work for you. I think we're, we've got enough input from players on how to select gear properly so that you're not buying, you know, a size 12 shoe if you're a size nine. Mm-hmm. Um, even the, like the 80s and 90s, it was, well, this person plays on this gear, so you, you should be playing this, and you should strive to play for this very large size mouthpiece. Uh, because that'll help you get the sound. Well, yeah, totally. Then everybody gets injured, and we wonder why. And we've covered this m- before, and it's I, I think it's a generally a frustration for guys like us who know what the gear should do for the player, but it gets ignored because, well, I want to sound like this guy, and this is what he plays on. It was funny. John Snell and I did that, uh, did a comparison video of us playing the same lick on the same horn with the same mouthpiece. And they sounded, as they should have, like two totally different players. Yeah. Sound-wise and, and interpretation and, and efficiency. And it's just, there's a whole litany of reasons to listen to uh, an equipment advisor instead mm-hmm. of some guy on a poster. Sure. Yeah, I think I, I mentioned it I think I mentioned it in one of our earliest episodes, you know, how I had a horn that was, you know, a copy of Miles's horn that was made right next to him, uh, next to his in production by Larry Ramirez, who RIP uh, just passed away, uh, the designer of the Modern Martin Committee. Anyways, and I had Miles's mouthpiece and, you know, people would come in and be like, oh, I want to sound like Miles, you know, oh, oh. <laughs> they'd be like, OK, well, you know, I'm going to give you this. Don't look at what it is. Just play. And people play it like, oh, what what is this? This is like, uh, uh. I'm like, well, that's Miles' setup on his mouthpiece. Yeah. You know, in the same same horn that he's playing, you know, in this genre of stuff. So yeah, that's a it's good, especially with some of our guests, you know. They they also talked about that, about figuring out what's right for the particular person, um, as opposed to what somebody else is playing in the size twelve to size ten shoe. And maybe part of that is actually having access to specialty shops like us, you know, sure. and the other shops around the country that, that kind of focus on one area. Um, because, you know, if you go to a larger size retailer or a big box or heck, you know, Amazon or eBay, you're going to be taking the recommendation that is just spoon fed, you know, right. This is, this uh, is a boxed, the one that, a boxed, a boxed product, so to speak. Yeah. A box sales pitch, even. Yeah, you yeah, know? totally. Um, and the horn should be the thing making the pitch, literally yeah. and figuratively. The, it's it's you 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 bring up a good point, like the access, like uh, mm. you know. I think this year, and as we go into twenty twenty four, the access to new types of gear and gear in other smaller makers um, in shops like ours um, and some other places around the country. Uh, it's giving people more access. The information is out there more. Um, you can, you can hear and see people and, and, you know, you can reach out to somebody like Brian Newman or Rashawn Ross be like, Hey, what are you, what are you playing on? You know, um, what have you tried? What works for you? What doesn't? Um, so access is, is, has been a really big thing. And I think it's even going to be more so with artists, with 
you know, shops like ours, um, even through like social channels, you know, we get people, uh, JT will make a post of an instrument we have up and we'll get inquiries about it. Like, Hey, what is this? What is this like? You know, I, I think it looks great. It does it work. Would it work for me? Um, so the access is really there for, yeah, I think before it definitely wasn't as much, um, especially in, like you say, some of the bigger boxed retail stores that are, you know, your trumpet space and trombone space is competing for keyboards and guitars and amplifiers and microphones and everything else under the sun music, which is, which is great. It's nice to have. Or even all worse. All in one stop. No, computers DJ, and laptops. Yeah, DJ, and DJ, DJ equipment. equipment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any favorite things from, from the year, gear-wise? Did anything, like, uh, blow your mind this year? The new um, Bergeron Yamaha, the Gen 2 of that, was quite popular. I know that's been out for a, Excellent. a little Excellent while. Trumpet. It's been out for a while, but, the, but it's been more accessible. Exactly. It's been a great horn. I think we rarely had one in stock for more than a day. Brought on Bob Reeves this year, uh, which yep. was great. You know, John, of course, awesome. was on the podcast here. Those are selling really well for us. Um, it's always interesting to bring a West Coast product into an East Coast market. Mm-hmm. Um, but it translates very well. And, you know, I sold good, one good today. Product. So, yeah, no, they're great. Good product, good people. Good that's, people. Brett, we've talked Brett about came this out too. too. He's awesome. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's part of it with all the, you know, relationships is, is a big part of both the manufacturer side and the customer side. You know, I was, I was really blown away this year. Um, Two, two smaller makers that I carry. Mm-hmm. Um, one, Martin Bohm from mm. Germany. Yep. Man, his horns are fantastic. I've, I've really loved to see. I've been carrying his stuff for a few years, but as he's evolved, um, I've really enjoyed the horns. And, and Van Lahr also. Um, you know, it was very mm. unfortunate last year, almost yep. a year ago, uh, who Van Lahr passed away on Christmas Eve, working in the shop you know, passed away and, uh, his protege Yannick has carried on really building some fantastic horns. Um, and those have really been the highlights for me of like gear wise for, for trumpets, um, and the Van Lars flugel horns. They've been really doing a really nice job. They've always struck out to me as being of the higher quality than some of the other uh, smaller scale makers. I mean, they just really are together well and they are they're great I'm, yeah a, and they've and they've carried on the they've well. carried on without hoob which is which is really something to be said you know, for that for sure it's it's really incredible um you know you often see a company where the head or the namesake of the company passes away and everything kind of fizzles fizzles away they don't have people to spearhead and lead and it's been you know a really tremendous thing to see for this year you know almost a year to date it's nice to not have to talk about a a pre-hoob and a post-hoob era you know i mean if the horns are remaining consistent that's even better yeah it's like the old days of uh warburton pre-fire post-fire when (laughs) when his pre-strike post-strike yeah pre-strike post-strike yeah name the uh, company i mean we can find a i mean now we have purple logo for Yamaha. Yeah, purple purple logo Yamaha. Yeah, for sure. That's I guess that's more in like the woodwind. Yeah, it's more though. of a saxophone thing. Saxophone thing. People are like, oh, I got a purple logo uh 62. Cool. Cool. 
doesn't mean anything to me. My 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 French horn as a kid was a Yamaha, and before I had like the lacquer stripped and all this work done to it, it had a purple logo on it. You stripped the I guess purple logo off. Yeah, I stripped the purple logo off. Had I known, you know, hindsight. Yeah, it was like it was like my magic cards that I sold to move to New York. You know, I'd be a multimillionaire now if I kept my Magic the Gathering cards. But no, I sold those and I stripped the lacquer on my purple logo Yamaha. <laughs> you have like a even a 1950s Corvette that you want to repaint with Krylon too? Um, no, I wish. I have a Subaru. Nice, there nice, you go. nice car. Yeah, it's a good. Purple car. logo? <laughs> uh no. <laughs> um, going forward, Steve. Oh, next yeah. year. Next year. What's your? What are some predictions? Do you have? I think we're gonna see some really great strides made by the smaller makers yeah um, i agree i think that um it's gonna be oh i mean i hate to say this it's gonna be a rough year some for some of the big ones right now we're seeing the used market going crazy booming yeah booming used used prices are booming yep and you know we've got i've been buying horns taking trade-ins i mean we've got we're working real hard on the used stuff right now yeah um as we still as we wait for some deliveries on the new stuff um, mm -hmm. but it's keeping the repair shop busy it's keeping customers happy everything is really just kind of moving really well with the used stuff but i do think that as as long as they're going to be able to keep up with orders and production the smaller guys stand a real great chance to uh to make some um market proliferation yeah, I think finally, you know, kind of supply chain personnel, staffing of craftspeople for the bigger companies um, has finally caught up from from COVID. And the smaller makers are, even though they're not producing as much, um, they're they're definitely. I think that's where a big boom is going to be for this year too. I I think that the supply chain issues are largely resolved. I think that the labor issues are where we're having a lot of problems. Yeah. Um, Any other predictions? Yeah, I'm coming up. That'll be interesting. I'll see, see if there's some new, if there's any new stuff coming out that I don't already know about. If there's new stuff or if certain companies just don't show up. I mean, I, I know of at least one manufacturer that's basically saying, I'm not going to go because I do not have um, new products ready to come out and we've yeah. got to focus on delivering the product that's on order now, which is admirable. Yeah, um, totally. I'd much rather see somebody stay home and make the horns that are due to people than trying to, you know, make a dog and pony show something that they don't have. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, that's, I think that's a good, a good move, even though it'll start the rumor mill and as most of everybody who's listening to this knows the music industry is full of rumor mills. Yes. Rumors and wives' tales. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's a thing. Do you have uh, how about you in virtuosity? What do you, what do you have in store for 2024? Any plans? I know we have, we have some really big plans here. Yes. Um, but what do you, what do you have in store for you? We are, really just kind of refining and growing. I'm, you know, the slow and steady wins the race 
kind of guy. Um, you know, I'm always looking to bolster with new offerings. Um, but uh, right now we are just very busy with the repair work and walk-in traffic. So it's about uh, managing, just managing that and keeping on top of things. There yeah, and for, for for the if I if I just may interrupt real quick, Steve, for mm. the for the listeners who who don't know, Steve also has woodland repair um, at his store. So they're they're a full fledged repair shop. They're doing brass and winds. Um, so they're they're busy on both fronts. Brass and winds and sales of both as well. So, you know, we have a reed wall that has hundreds and hundreds of boxes of reeds. Um but I never seem to have the one that the guy only only one with. is good, right? Only one is good. Yeah, there's only one good read. One read out of the out rest of the whole of them are just for show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that's always a great time. Um, yeah, we're always looking for new stuff. I mean, I'm I've got a lot of great vintage horns that we're gonna put through here. Uh, we're excited to get those out. Um, we've got some new faces around as well. Uh, we've got. Um, some training going on in the repair shop so awesome expanding out that a little bit uh, we're really um just trying to keep boston uh playing you know awesome i love it yep i love it how about you well we're we're planning an expansion um the wall that's actually behind me we're gonna tear down and move into the space and expand into the space next to us um i have renderings i have architectural drawings um working on negotiating general contracting and getting all the permits filed for the city but we're going to be adding practice rooms um more practice rooms we're going to have five hopefully five dedicated practice rooms nice um in the store mm -hmm. um so people we've had people who've rented some rooms to teach lessons and we're finding a need for people to have space to do lessons um and even practice Mm -hmm. Um, and we want, you know, people to have a nice environment to play test things, um, when they're trying stuff. And it's hard when you have one room open to have more than one person try instruments at a time. Cause I feel people really deserve that privacy and intimacy to try things, especially when making a big purchase or, you know, mm -hmm. trying out mouthpieces and maybe not feel comfortable. So we're, we're doing that expansion. We're going to expand the workshop space there's now uh one two three four five six seven eight of us in the shop here and there are seven of us excuse me yeah seven of us in the shop I, I counted myself twice i'm like looking around the bench and then i'm counting myself not counting my bench uh so we've kind of run out of space for the workshop um so we're gonna expand that um yeah i'm really looking forward to that just ironing out all the kinks I, i'll have to send you the drawings it looks Oh, super yeah, awesome um, so I'm really looking forward to that uh, I'm looking forward to building some new relationship with some other makers uh, we just had this gentleman uh, come in from Spain who's a trumpet maker um, cool. named Diego his company is Instervent um, he worked for Thine for a while or Tyne um, for a while making instruments got his meister in germany he was from spain originally is making some instruments he came by really cool we're going to be posting some videos and pictures of that stuff nice. so as we were talking with predictions you know the smaller maker i think people like that um are going to come out of the woodworks 
um, out of Europe and in the U.S. I think, uh, you know, some smaller builders and customizers are going to going to step front. Uh, but I'm looking forward to, to seeing some new stuff and new ideas and um, how people take their ideas and put them into an instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and, you know, seeing, seeing more people. I'm, I'm excited with an expansion to be able to have more people in and, you know, maybe figure out the appointment thing a little bit more because I know appointments are difficult for people. We've still been trying to keep appointment only um, from COVID because we want people to have, you know, time with somebody in the shop if it's repair or, um, you know, somebody up front if they're trying stuff in a place to play. So I'm looking forward to that. We found good results with the appointment thing. It's we we operate under an appointment preferred, um, but that way we know what to prepare for. We know what to have, and it's it's just a generally a better result. Yeah, it's crazy. It, yeah, it, it's it makes you so much more efficient. But then we get days like Monday. When, man, it was like pouring rain. It was it was a horrible <laughs> day on Monday. Like in New Jersey, there was a lot of flooding. Uh, Garrett, who's our sales manager, his basement flooded. I mean, it was like a really tragic day. We didn't have a lot of appointments. And lo and behold, man, before like 1 o'clock, there had already been like 20 people away. It was it was ridiculous. Just like person after person after group after person. Um, yeah, it was crazy. But appointments preferred would be cool. But we, we try to accommodate still people. Oh yeah, of course. If you we know, if we have the time, the space. Yeah. You know, we and people have the time to give us to give them the time. Yeah. We we try to accommodate. Yeah, we're not going to kick um, anybody out because they don't have an appointment, obviously. But uh, just it's a better experience, better experience if we know what we're working yeah. with and know how we're going to totally. approach it. So um, I was also thinking, you know, I'm looking forward to more of this podcast. You know, this year. Mm. Um, we had some really great guests, some great moments. Um, it was really cool to get to know um, some people better and, and hear some stories. Like, you know, I didn't really know John Lampley's story. I've known John for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, hearing his story was really cool and talking to Rashawn and Brian. So I'm really looking forward to next year. You want to you wanna tell some people, tell the people some things that we're planning, Steve? And the big thing is we're going to add more episodes. We're going to start going bi-weekly, so once every other week. Enough of you have kind of chimed in saying, give us more. Yeah, and, and we'll, we'll try to spice it up a little bit. We'll do, we're going to experiment with some different formats. We're going to be adding video for episodes. We're going to do lives and some pre-recorded stuff um, that we're going to put out for that bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, trying some different live uh, options. Besides just Instagram Live, Josh is um, going to be doing some slam poetry in one. I of them, am, I believe. Yes, slam poetry, and I'm going to slam some instruments. At least that's how I felt today, man. Oh my goodness, Steve, <laughs> talking about like smaller makers. Okay, so I, I myself build and make yeah. some instruments, and I'm like working on a batch of trumpets. Yep. And it's been one thing after another, and. You know, I've been building, you know, I get the valve blacks. I cut all the tubing and do the ferrules and solder everything and, you know, make the decorations. And I try to get everything like super, super, super perfect. Like I I was trying to finish up a horn today 
and the slides just were like a couple thousandths of an inch out from like here to there. And they still felt, you know, good, but it was like still a drag. Oh man, the stress of being a little boutique maker. Whew. On top of the business. I was going to say, that's <laughs> not the only thing you're dealing with, too. I mean, I'm sure you got people knocking at your door for last-minute stuff. I know we've got last-minute stuff coming yeah. left and right, you know, with pops yeah. going on and all that stuff. It's just yeah, we're trying to drop your horn. We're trying to help We're trying to help as many people as we can. We have one more day left yep. um, for the year here. Um, but I'll talk, we'll talk about some of that stuff, and we're going to have more yeah. makers on for long tones, too, to kind of wrap that up. Awesome. Um, yeah, and some new guests, musicians. Um, yep. Yeah, so everybody. Doing some. I, I, um, I'm excited on, for you to hear that. We're gonna do some on-site uh, lives, from what I understand. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try that soon. Um, that should be fun, and we're gonna have a larger variety of topics and stuff. Any anything else? Anything else, Steve? Yeah, let's close the year out. 2023. We are getting ready to be done with you and yeah. uh can't wait for 2024 lots of cool things coming down um stay tuned here we're gonna start cranking out more episodes here we're gonna have some really cool guests um you know on location who knows you know if i can book that flight to fiji um <laughs> i'm sure we can make a you know a loose connection to a trumpet or something and justify that <laughs> business cost um Live but, from the Galapagos, long tones. Live from the Galapagos Islands. With, hey man, uh, you know they got conch shells down there. I was Ooh. just gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, but so it'll help us is if you rate and review our podcast wherever you see it on Spotify or Apple um, Podcasts. Um, just uh, get it out there, get more people watching. That'll help us kind of uh, feel good about what we're doing and keep doing it. Yeah. Um, I'd love to thank everyone who's tuned in, uh, and listened to our, our episodes and to our guests, um, that have been on, it's been really fun. Uh, we had some really great guests. Who did we had? Uh, let's see, Bob Reeves, John, John Gaston. Snell. Yep. We had Christian Griego. Yep. Which was awesome. Brian Newman. Fantastic. Brian. Rashawn Ross. Rashawn Ross. Uh, John Lampley, and then we've done, couple bad, you, we've done a couple of you. We've done a couple of you, but I, it's it's been it's been really great having everybody listen and, and the feedback from you guys. And as Steve said, you know, please rate and review us so we can, you know, make some changes if we need to, or keep on doing the things that you guys like. Um, thank you everybody for tuning in to Long Tones again. I'm Josh Landers from Jay Landers Brass uh, at Jay Landers Brass on Instagram with TikTok. And my good friend Steve Johnson at Virtuosity Boston at at Virtuosity underscore Boston. Um, and yeah, follow us on Long Tones on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And we hope everybody has a very safe holiday um, and a very happy new year. And we look forward to seeing you next year. Take care, guys.